keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic Drive Time. And welcome to Catholic Drive Time. This is your host, Adrian Fonseca. Today is Monday, January 8th, 2023. The Feast of Our Lady of Prompt Succor. Okay. Before anybody says anything, I know it's prompt sucker, but I just hate saying that. It just makes me very uncomfortable to say Our Lady of Prompt Sucker. So I'm going to mispronounce it on purpose and say Sakor, and people can be upset with me. It's okay. I will allow it. But the word Sakor, at least it's not French. It actually comes from Latin, which means rushing to someone's aid. And I think it's very beautiful to think about Our Lady as someone who promptly rushes to your aid. And so this devotion originated not here in the United States, but it did, in fact, originally in France. The devotion began when Mother St. Michael, an Ursuline nun in France, felt compelled to assist her sisters in Louisiana. Now, despite there being difficult circumstances in Rome, namely the fact that Napoleon kind of uh, kidnapped the Pope. Yeah, I remember when that happened. I think times are bad now. Imagine living in that time. And so she needed papal approval, but as you could probably guess, it's not difficult to get papal approval whenever the Pope is in prison. So eventually, she actually miraculously received a response from Pope Pius VII. Now, Mother St. Michael commissioned a special statue of Our Lady holding the Divine Child, and it was blessed and sent to New Orleans in 1810. The first major miracle that was attributed to Our Lady of Prompt Succor occurred in 1812 when a devastating fire threatened the Ursuline convent. And so they stuck the statue of Our Lady of Prompt Succor out the window and miraculously the fire was diverted and everything around the convent was burned except for the actual convent itself. Now, another major miracle that happened was the Battle of New Orleans and miraculous victory there. Now, the miraculous victory at the Battle of New Orleans in 1815, and despite being heavily outnumbered, the American forces achieved a swift and decisive victory attributed to Our Lady of Prompt Succor. In a mere 25 minutes, the battle was over. Over 2,500 of the British were dead, wounded, or prisoners on the field, falling like blades of grass beneath the scythe of a powerful mower. The Americans' losses did not exceed 13. Seven were killed and six, and six were wounded. The victory of Our Lady gave that she gave would not be more prompt or more complete. So the favor of heaven didn't escape the eyes of General Jackson, who General Jackson actually went to visit the Ursuline convent himself to thank the sisters for their prayers and offered for the success of his campaign. He even sent a letter to the bishop of the time and told him that he wanted them to do an act of public thanksgiving to be performed in the cathedral as a sign of interposition from heaven. That was his words. He said, and our, quote, humble sense of it. So a very interesting thing that even General Jackson, who is not Catholic, recognized that Our Lady of Prompt Succor gave him the victory. Now, this got official approval from Rome as a devotion in 1851, including many kinds of congregations in Louisiana, and it was crowned, which had a coronation ceremony in 1895. And finally, we'll end with this. 
1928, Our Lady of Prom Secor was officially named the patroness of New Orleans in Louisiana. Her feast day was set on January 15th, but today, January 8th, is a day that they have all the masses said in Louisiana. So, what should we ask for from Our Lady of Prom Secor on this, her feast day? Well, we should ask her to come and help us in our necessities, in all of our necessities, but most especially the necessities of our soul, that she come and free us from the revolution within our souls, from the chaos within our lives, that we may trust in her prompt help. So we pray together, Our Lady of Prompt Succor, hasten to to help help us. us. Joining us right now is Rudy Carlos. Good morning to you, Rudy. Good morning, Adrian. And don't be a sucker, dear listener. (laughs) Ask for Our Lady's intercession today. Oh, yeah. (laughs) This is why I don't like the name. I was like, I, I'm. Don't be a sucker. The right? word prompt sucker. It just doesn't sound good. I don't, I don't like it. But maybe, I don't know. If you're from Louisiana, how do y'all say prompt sucker? Do y'all just say it that way? And is it just no, no big deal? But when I say it, it just makes me feel very uncomfortable. So. I, I say it like, um, you know, like Europeans pronounce it liquor. They call it liqueur. Secure. <laughs> there Our lady, you go. A prompt secure. Yeah, how does, to help us? I wonder if there's like a difference. Like, do the people in France say it different than people in Louisiana? I bet they do. Probably different emphasis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. Uh, well, so what did you do this weekend, Rudy? I heard you got to well, go kayaking. I did. I went birding the day after. You know, the bird bath. It was fine on Friday, but I didn't want to do that. So I went afterwards on Saturday, and the birds were pretty skittish. But uh, it was nice to be out there and just take time to reflect on what's going on in life and. And I, I also went to adoration, so oh, that, was, that was pretty good. Yeah, I got to go to an epiphany party, had a very good time, and it was uh, very enjoyable. So I a very large blessing, I would say. I very much enjoyed the fact that I got to spend some time with my family and some friends. But, you know, one thing that I noticed was missing at the epiphany party, Rudy. Epiphany cake. Actually, yeah, there was no epiphany cake. Yeah, actually, now that you mention it, hmm, interesting. Side note there. Okay, so what I noticed that was missing, which I didn't notice the Epiphany cake was missing, but something else that was missing was not a single person gave a GRN raffle ticket away what? as a gift. Can you believe it? That's messed up. That's what I'm saying. That is messed because up. don't they realize that we're doing a pay it forward <laughs> campaign? <laughs> that if you go to grnonline.com forward slash raffle, you can buy a pay it forward ticket and buy a raffle ticket in which you can give the gift of an opportunity to win a brand new Mercedes-Benz and, and night black. Not midnight black, and night black. And right now we have sold 87 pay-it-for tickets. Our goal is to sell 1,000 pay-it-for tickets. And right now we've only sold 87. So I'm hearing that only 87 people received a gift for Epiphany. Uh, the good news is we're still in Epiphany Tide for the next eight days, so you can still celebrate and get a gift for the Feast the Epiphany. We give gifts to Christ. We can give gifts to our friends and family, and that would be a very cool gift. Wouldn't you say so, Rudy? Amen. Yeah, the car is really great. Go to grnonline.com forward slash raffle to go and take a look at that car. It's so, oh, man, it's nice. If you have a family, oh, you're going to be rolling deep in this car. Well, there you go, folks. Uh, and if... And you wanted to give us a gift because we can't win the car. 
I would take the epiphany cake now that you mention it, Rudy. I'm really <laughs> craving epiphany cake now. So there you go. It was delicious. All right. Coming up on the show today, a 15 past the hour, I'm calling it Bagar Watch. I'll tell you what that means later. And the We need to pray for peace, but we need to prepare for the chastisement. There is a lot of concerning news going on nationally and internationally that kind of paints a really bleak picture. So we want to be able to keep our eyes on that and be prepared. At 30 past the hour, Father Lawrence Carney is going to be on with us to talk about the Holy Face devotion. The Feast of the Holy Face is coming up soon, and so let's get prepared for that. In the next hour, have you ever prayed the fiery prayer of St. Louis de Mumford? The fiery prayer for the Apostles of the Latter Times and it is a very beautiful prayer. It's actually like a 20-minute long prayer. We're only going to – I took out excerpts of the prayer, and I'm going to talk tell you about it because it's a extraordinary prayer, and it speaks directly to our time. So we're going to talk about that. Plus, our Fear and Trembling game show is coming up, so you want to stick with us for all of these things. But let's begin with prayer, as is our custom. We're going to be praying for your intentions. We're praying for the salvation of souls, the liberty and exaltation of Holy Mother Church, for our friends, family, and benefactors, and all those we promise to pray for. In a special way, I want to pray for my grandfather, that he be miraculously cured of his cancer. I also want to pray for the Francini family. They got in a major car accident over the weekend, and the the brothers and dad were in the accident, and one of the brothers was injured. I also want to pray for Tammy, whose mom passed away, for her family, and the repose of her, the soul of her parents. And for all of those in our, in our private Telegram chat who have their intentions and requested. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost, Amen. The divine praises as an act of reparation against blasphemies against the most holy name of Jesus. Blessed be God. Blessed be his holy name. Blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be his most sacred heart. Blessed be his most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit, the paraclete. Blessed be the great mother of God, Mary most holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, virgin and mother. Blessed be St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Amen. And now your headline news with Rudy Carlos. Good morning. You're listening to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. Here are just some of your breaking news and headlines. The U.S. Supreme Court to consider whether Trump can be kicked off the Colorado primary ballot. Now, this may affect different states as well. Here's an update on Trump being removed from several ballots around the U.S. The U.S. Supreme Court agreed Friday to consider whether the former president ought to be allowed to appear on Colorado's GOP primary ballot after the state Supreme Court banned him from it last month, citing Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. The case centers on the interpretation of Section 3 of the 14th Amendment of the Constitution, which was enacted in the wake of the Civil War to disqualify individuals who had been a federal or state government official before the war and had sworn to uphold the Constitution but then served in the Confederacy. It bars anyone who has served as an officer of the United States and has previously taken an oath to support the U.S. Constitution from holding any office under the United States if he is engaged in insurrection, something that Trump was never convicted of. And a husband of uh, Ashley Babbitt sues the government for wrongful death on January 6th. 
Judicial Watch attorneys filed a lawsuit for $30 million against the U.S. government on behalf of Aaron Babbitt and his estate. Ashley Babbitt, his wife, was killed by Capitol Police Lieutenant Michael Byrd during the January 6th protest. The uh, lawsuit alleges Byrd was negligent when he fired his gun at Babbitt, who attorneys say only traveled to Washington, D.C. to attend Trump's Save America rally, according to court records. They claim that Trump support, the, the Trump supporter and Air Force veteran posed no threat to safety of anyone. Byrd was accused of brandishing his gun incorrectly, violating safety and use of force and imminent threat assessment standards. According to the lawsuit, Byrd was reportedly not in uniform when he shot Ashley and failed to identify himself as an affiliated uh, person with the, uh, with the police uh, or, or issued any warnings or commands before the firing. Now, China feels that the country isn't patriotic enough. It's a new law that they uh, aim to, uh, to build to change that. According to them, professionals from scientists to athletes should be nurtured to profess patriotic feelings and behavior and bring glory to the country. Called the Patriotic Education Law, aimed at enhancing national unity, mandates that the love of the country and the ruling Chinese Communist Party be incorporated into work and study for everyone, from the youngest children to workers and professionals from across all sectors. It's meant to help China unify thoughts and gather the strength of the people for the great cause of building a strong country and a national rejuvenation. China has other legislation aimed at stamping out unpatriotic behavior, such as banning the desecration of national flags and insults to soldiers. And under Xi, in recent years, any dissent in China, even in the form of online comments that don't toe the party line, is enough to land people in trouble with the authorities. Now, those are some of your headlines this morning, but stay tuned on Catholic Drive Time for more. We have more stories you don't want to miss. The Gospel of the Day is the story of the baptism of our Lord. I take it from Mark chapter 1, verse 7 to 11 is the passage, but the commentary is actually coming from various parts of the gospel because Cornelius Lapide will comment only one time if the story comes up multiple times. And so he's that's what he's commenting on. So he starts here. You will inquire in the next place why the Holy Ghost descended upon Christ in the form of a dove and upon the apostles in the shape of tongues of fire. And I'm thinking, huh, I never even thought to ask that question, but he answered it. So he cites St. John Chrysostom saying, one, because Christ came in the flesh and into the world, meek like a dove for the remission of sins and for the release of sinners. But in the day of judgment, he will come as a severe judge to punish the wicked. And more literally, the Holy Spirit was given to the apostles in the likeness of fire because he endured them with fervor and the ardor and preaching. So we can meditate upon that today. The Holy Ghost would descend upon you in one of two ways, meek like a dove or fire because they want you to have fervor and ardor and preaching. And I think both things we should keep in mind today. We'll be right back with more on Catholic Drive Time right after this. Hi, I'm Adam Bly with Debbie Giorgiani from The Spirit World. Join us this Saturday as we discuss the role of Our Lady in spiritual warfare. The Blessed Mother plays different roles under different titles depending on our needs. We are also taking your calls this Saturday on The Spirit World at 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Visit grnonline.com slash spiritworld. 
Hello, this is Steve Gleason with your one-minute tool for Catholic evangelism. Here's the question for your non-Catholic friend. Do you know what are the two most common questions after attending a non-Catholic church service? Answer, how is the preaching and how is the worship? Well, here's your three best friendship tools for Catholic evangelism. Number one, evaluation of worship? That's odd. Who's evaluating worship? Well, here's what really is meant by that. How is the music, the singing, and the audible response of the people? And if that were important, wouldn't that be our Lord's decision anyway? Secondly, Catholic teaching. Worship is fundamentally not tied to music and song, though it can be supported by music and song. The 2,000-year history of Catholic worship is primarily about the representing of Jesus' unbloody, timeless sacrifice on every Catholic altar. It is that moment when the bread and wine are changed into Jesus' own body and blood. We then participate in that worship by bringing our own sacrifice of self, whether sorrow or praise. And thirdly, my take. The only evaluation that should be considered after a church or a mass is the evaluation of heart and actions. That is, did we grow in obedience to the royal law of love? Help us, Father. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. This is your host, Adrian Fonseca. It's so good to be on with you today. We have a number of stories that I want to get to. Whew. Lots of stories. I'm calling this segment Bagar Watch. Operation Bagar Watch. What is Operation Bagar Watch? Stay tuned and find out. <laughs> but before we get into that, and I'll tell you what the word Bagar means, I did have one other story that didn't quite fit the theme, and so I just wanted to include this story just because I thought it was a big deal and I wanted to talk about it. So that's what it, that's what it goes. That's how it goes. So the story is quote, utterly misogynistic athletes sound off on USA boxing's new transgender policy. So USA boxing is the governing body of the Olympic boxing in the United States. That is not professional boxing. It is the Olympics boxing and a lot of the amateur fights, fighting is, is done in USA Boxing. And so this is what's, what it is, which USA Boxing will also govern, like, I think they also govern Golden Gloves as well. So like minors, things like that. So it is a big deal. It's not going to affect what's happening professionally, but it will affect if you have kids that are in boxing and they are allowing for men who identify as women to compete in women's boxing. This is a big deal because the transgender athlete situation is very stark. It's very obvious, especially when you watch the swimming, tennis, any of the sports, really. When you watch any sport, the men who identify as women dominate the sports because men are just stronger, faster, and more skilled in these, in these ways. And it's undeniable. But when it comes to combat sports, you are literally putting the women's lives at risk. Because the men will kill them. We saw it in the UFC whenever they had the this man identify as a woman who competed in the UFC one time. And he literally cracked the skull of the woman he was fighting. It's the, the difference is unbelievable. And my fear is, and I hope this doesn't happen, but my fear is this will only get the attention it deserves when a woman is killed because of it, that a man's going to be fighting a woman in amateur boxing or even in children's boxing, God forbid, maybe even in Olympic boxing. And a man is going to kill a woman on camera in front of people. And that is going to be the only thing that causes people to wake up and see the disaster of transgender policies, of transgender ideology. I hope to God that that's not true, and I pray that people wake up and start 
being against this until before this happens. But people are very apathetic, and I fear that nobody is going to care until somebody dies. So that's that's this is why I think this is an important story to keep in mind and to watch. Okay, on to the Bagar watch. So what is the word Bagar? What does that word mean? So it's actually a French word, and so that means immediately the French people are going to come after me and say, you're not pronouncing it right, Adrian. It's pronounced this way. And, um, okay, I probably am pronouncing it wrong. My French is not very good. But the word bagarre means chaos or fight or the like a riot, like a bar fight, all-out brawl, that kind of idea. It gives away that kind of – it gives that connotation. And if you speak Spanish, another idea might be the mata-mata, the kill-kill. It's kind of a feeling of riot, uh, but it has a very stronger connotation than, than we kind of think with riot. I guess riot ha- does have a strong connotation, but we've seen it come up in conversation so much that it's become – we've become desensitized to it a little bit. And the reason why I call it Bagar Watch is because I'm saying – I'm seeing all these stories that are kind of building a narrative that shows me that – we're either going to have a World War III, a civil war, or some kind of political strife in the foreseeable future. I don't want that to happen. I pray for peace, but we should be prepared for the chastisement, for our Lord to chastise us. And we have to recognize there is, of course, a divine chastisement where God acts, and it will be unmistakably from God. But St. Augustine tells us in the city of God that God chastises nations with war, plague, and famine. So if we have break out in war, that itself is a chastisement. Just look at the scripture. He uses the pagan nations to conquer the Jews as a chastisement against the Jews for their unfaithfulness. So we have to recognize that these things can happen. And there will be a divine chastisement that will come before the reign of Mary. But there will always be these smaller chastisements that will pop up as well. And we get the rulers we deserve. We get the situation we deserve. So we need to repent. We need to convert. We need to change our lives. So here's the first story. A Biden admin sues Texas over state law making illegal immigration a crime. Now, instead of getting into the details of the story, which maybe we can do another day, what's important to note is Texas is combating the federal government. And we have people reporting and news outlets reporting that Governor Abbott is an outlaw, that he's disobeying federal law. So what does that mean? If the Texas state government and the local government, the local police, if they are not following federal law and they're following state law, what can the federal government do? Who are they going to mobilize to arrest the governor or to prosecute the governor? Are they going to send the FBI after Governor Abbott, are they going to mobilize the military against the Texas government? What does that look like? I hope that this just stands in limbo. Usually what we see is people just fight in the courts and then nothing really happens. But if, let's say, the court decides, okay, Governor Abbott is wrong here and Governor Abbott says, I don't care. I'm going to continue to enforce state laws. What's going to happen? I don't know. It's just something that we should watch that we should keep in mind as these things happen because the court system does not have enforcing power and that's always the threat there is a saying i don't remember who said it there was a saying you have passed your law now enforce it you have made your decision now enforce it 
we still have to have an enforcing body. So if the courts start issuing rulings and then the executive branch does not implement those rulings, how long before the court systems become irrelevant, become before things become just based off fiat of the executive branch? Very concerning. I don't have an answer. It's simply something to keep in mind, something to watch. The second story that made me very concerned is, quote, Imam shot outside his mosque in New Jersey after morning prayer. This is concerning because this is clearly, according to many people who are looking at this, a attack against Muslims. This is a is very concerning because we're starting to see tensions rise to the point that people are willing to commit murder. This is something that we haven't seen in America in a long time. Yes, there's murders that happen all the time in America. I mean, this is it's common in big cities like every day we see these stories. But whenever it's targeted at groups of people, then it gets to be very concerning. And it's reported, it's they is not confirmed yet, but it's being reported that the person is doing it as an incitement from the war in the Middle East. So that is also very concerning, a very concerning situation to see people targeting others in the country. This causes more division. It causes groups to silo. That's not very good. Another story in that Rudy mentioned in the last news break was two states have removed the former president, Donald Trump, from the primary ballots. There are other states who have overturned it. So, for instance, Colorado and Maine both said this month that Trump could not appear on the primary ballot in those states. And the Colorado case has been appealed in the U.S. Supreme Court and Trump has appealed the Maine decision in the state court. Michigan and Minnesota have considered similar challenges and the Oregon Supreme Court is expected to review the issue. California has also brought up the, the case, but it is being has legal challenges at the moment. So if Trump gets removed from a number of ballots, the election happens and will people accept the election? That's a question. It's very concerning. It's very concerning. If people start to mess with the election in this way, people will start to question the election. And what happens then? If the majority of Americans or a, or a sizable minority doesn't accept the government, what happens? That's very concerning. Another story. This came out January 3rd. Eight state capitals evacuated after bomb threats. Law enforcement in multiple states reported the threat was sent via email to government employees. This is very concerning. That many bomb threats happening, and this comes right on the heels of many government employees, many congressmen, a majority Taylor Green, uh, Brandon Williams, Senator Rick Scott, they all had were swatted, where they called the police on them and had people, the police, knock on their doors. This is very concerning. And then on a global scale, South Africa brings genocide case against Israel at International Court of Justice. So now we have countries that are accusing other countries of genocide. This is a really bad situation. Assume it's also seeing that in, in Africa, this wasn't South Africa, but in Africa, we saw the genocide of Catholics 
during the Christmas season that the Muslims came through and started slaughtering Catholics in Africa. This is a something that got very little attention in the news. In fact, I still have really not seen it picked up by many major news outlets. And then, of course, we saw on January 3rd, the Epstein court documents were unsealed. And this, of course, too, is a national story because it includes names of people all over the world, not simply the United States, who are doing very, we'll say, inappropriate things with young people, we'll say, just to keep it PG. And this is really, really concerning, especially since the story was not even released in its entirety. There were still redacted names. There were still many things that were not put out in the public. And so all of these things kind of paint a picture that we are heading towards a chastisement. And how should we respond to this? Well, we should respond with number one is prayer. We should be, we should be praying for peace. And then we should prepare ourselves for a chastisement that God will bring us. And it reminds me of a quote that I heard for the first time fairly recently. Uh, Professor Plenio Correa de Oliveira, he said, quote, In times of great crises, there are two types of men. Those who are overwhelmed by the crises and those who rise up to resist the trend of events and so change the course of history. So the question that I have for you is, which man will you be? Will you be the man who is overwhelmed by the crisis? Or will you be the man who prays for the virtues of calm, courage, and confidence? Who will be prayed up? Who will change their lives to be virtuous? And who will combat these elements of the revolution? Combat them with your words, with your prayers, with spreading the good news of the gospel, with evangelization. These are the tools that we have that we can use today. Which man will you be? Will you rise up and resist the trends of events and change the course of history? I believe you can be that man. We'll be right back with more Catholic Drive Time right after this. Hi, Julie Carrick here. I am delighted to be the host of We Sing Our Faith. This weekly program shares beautiful Catholic music and deep insights of many Catholic teachings. Join me on Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock Central Time for We Sing Our Faith here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock Central Time. We Sing Our Faith. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say, Why do Christians talk so much about God and so little about humanity? G.K. Chesterton says that the people who insist that we forget divine things and think of human things end up talking about how helpless human beings are because of their faulty environment or their fatal heredity or their uncontrollable animal instincts. And it all ends with the old fatalist cry that we must forgive everything because there's nothing to forgive. But these things are not the human things. These are the subhuman things, the, the things we share with animals. The human things are exactly what they dismiss as merely divine. The human things are free will, responsibility, authority, and self-denial. The things that are really human are also divine. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org 
Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm Rita Carlos, and here are more breaking news and stories for you. Ohio claims a significant decrease in gun crime since concealed carry without a permit was passed. Love to see it. You see it in uh, many different states that have passed legislation like this. But the legislature, uh, the Center for uh, Justice Research, rather, was assigned to study the relationship between the new rules and crime involving a firearm before and after permitless carry came into effect. The study tracked crimes involving a firearm, gunshot incidents, and the impact of the new rules on law enforcement. It found that there had been a significant decrease in crime incidents involving a firearm for Akron, Columbus, and Toledo, and across all eight cities combined from June 2021 to June 2023. The other cities referenced were Cleveland, Cincinnati, Dayton, Parma, and Canton. However, two of those cities, Cincinnati and Dayton, saw an increase in gun crime since Permalis Carry was enacted despite a downward trend across the state. Now, I'm not sure what explains that. I don't have that data. And it wasn't mentioned in the article. And here's another breaking story. It's still Christmas. Did you know that? Did you forget to get somebody you care about a Christmas gift? I know, I know. Christmas isn't about giving gifts. It's not purely about giving gifts like our secular brethren make it out to be, but it's not too late to give a gift, a great gift rather, to somebody you know and love. You can pay it forward with the gift of a raffle ticket for our 2024 Mercedes-Benz GLB 250. Grab one for yourself or your favorite person who you think needs a new car. Uh, Tickets are $25 for one or save and buy five for $100. You can easily purchase them at grnonline.com forward slash raffle. Now, those are all of your breaking news this morning, but uh, thank you very much for listening to Catholic Drive Time, and may God bless all of your holy efforts today. Now, Rudy, my two worst skills are spelling and pronouncing words. <laughs> so those are my least least word, least skillful things that I have on my tool belt. Right. So how do you spell raffle? R-A-F-F-L-E. So grnonline.com forward slash R-A-F-F-L-E. That's right. Cool. Okay. See, I learned how to spell today. Convenient and easy. I appreciate it. Joining us right now is Father Carney. He is with the Martinians, the League of St. Martin. And today we're talking about the secret of the Holy Face, a devotion destined to save society. Good morning to you, Father Carney. Good morning. Praise be to God. It's good to have you back on. And we were talking in the last segment about the disastrous situation we are in the world today and how the coming chastisement, it very much seems that we're getting closer and closer to a chastisement that we it's very well-deserved. And I think the topic of the holy face is the solution to the problems of our day. Uh, tell us about, let's start with this, the holy face devotion. What is its origin? The holy face devotion is both old and new. So it's old because the prophets were talking about the Redeemer to be able to see his face. And he came at Christmas during our Christmas season today, uh, the octave of Epiphany. We remember that he was shown to the Gentiles, the, the Magi. And it's new because between 1843 and 1847, a very holy and obscure nun in Carmel and Tours Sister Mary de St. Pierre received revelations from Jesus Christ about how the Holy Face would be the object to counterattack the revolution that was going to come. 
And right after she was done receiving these revelations, the Communist Manifesto came out. And revolution has escalated since that time. So this is a spiritual army it's called the Arch Compatriot of the Holy Face that was given approval by Pope Leo XIII. And one of the first soldiers to enroll was St. Therese of Lisieux and her dad, uh, St. Uh, Louis Martin. So I'm here to promote this devotion that is so little known so that people can be excited about how to fight in this revolution that we find ourselves in a spiritual way, being the best Catholics we can be. Amen. Amen. And what I thought was very interesting about The Secret of the Holy Face, your book published with 10 books, is the fact that you mentioned how this combats the errors of our day, namely you mentioned communism. That was an interesting connection. Tell me about this. Yes, well, Jesus told us to marry St. Pierre, and I say this almost every interview because I want to make it sink in and burn into good Catholics out there that are listening. Jesus was said that his father was so disappointed with two major sins, one, blasphemy and profanation of Sundays and Holy Days of Obligation, and that the father would not punish us so much with the elements. He will still do that, but with the scourge, of revolutionary men. So right there, that's something I can promote for the rest of my life as a priest, is we got to get prayed up, like you said earlier. We got to get prayed up and get calluses on our knees, and that's going to be the counter-revolution. Meanwhile, while we're doing what God wants us to do in this devotion, we're going to grow really high up in the spiritual life and hopefully go up to the highest levels in the unitive way. And they can take away our Latin Mass, they can take away our churches, they can, they can do, the revolution can do that, but they can't take away the, our interior life. And so this devotion helps us to approach the face of Jesus Christ and ask him, how do we fight? And then he can talk on our hearts. Mm. Wow, that's incredibly beautiful to think about, especially the idea, because I, I kind of, I guess I missed that part in the book whenever I was looking through it. And to see that he that it specifically mentions that our Lord would give us over to revolutionary men. That I think that's very interesting. What was the context of that? Well, that was given to Sister Mary St. Pierre during her four years of revolution, revelations by Jesus Christ. And it was a warning that just like God punishes our human race when we're just be, misbehaving like the flood, we're taking away uh, the chosen people into Babylon, so they had the Babylon captivity. And we're not immune from that just because we live in a modern time. Uh, he's, he can punish us, and it looks like that's what he's doing right now. So instead of crying that the, skulls, the sky's falling, we have something positive to do that isn't just some devotion that's private. It's, it's a public devotion because Pope Leo XIII gave it as an arch confraternity. And there's all kinds of canonical rules and ways to set this up with local ordinaries that is most likely going to be bishops and dioceses. So there used to be a group called the Priests of the Holy Face that were in tours, and they were erected by the archbishop there. And they survived for a while, but then they were shut down by the Holy Office, which was the Congregation for the Divine, uh, for the Holy Faith. And 
they're gone now. So I, as a diocesan priest, I am trying to encourage other diocesan priests to see this devotion as a weapon, as a counter weapon to fight against the escalating revolution that we see everywhere. Amen, Father. And this is one of my favorite devotions here, and it's it's just so it gives me so much peace and comfort to know that our Lord gives us the tools that we need. Right, this devotion particularly uh, talks about uh, calling on the Holy Face to intercede for us, and it's uh, a wonderful solution uh, to all of the craziness that we uh, that we uh, brought up in the last segment. Yeah, it's just there's a whole manual that has about 50 different prayers for the Holy Face. We're, our league is promoting this, the League of St. Martin, so that people start having a monthly prayer group that's specifically geared towards becoming a confraternity someday. So in order for someone to become a confraternity, they need to ask the bishop for permission to start their confraternity. And then their prayers become... Ex- escalated in power and it, it's just we've got about 50 or 60 leagues now and we started doing this about seven years ago and the people that join in this they get excited about fighting this way now the spiritual battle mystical combat yes absolutely father and i want to come we're going to go to a quick break when we come back i want to discuss how one actually does the devotion to the Holy Face. Like, what exactly is it, practically speaking? We've talked about why it's important for our times, how it combats the revolution of our times, and I think that's important. But I want to get down into the actual details. There are some promises associated with the Holy Face devotion. There are a a number of different prayers you can do, and there are pictures that we can uh, erect in our homes. And I want to discuss all these things when we come back from a quick break. But I want to leave us with this before we go. The Holy Face, we think about St. Veronica and gaining that Holy Face on that shroud, on that veil. And we look at that Holy Face, beaten and bruised for our sins. And then we look at ourselves and how wicked we are, how much we fail to give God the glory that he deserves, how it is not someone else who did that to our Lord. It was actually ourselves. We, by our sins, by our outrages, by our indifferences, have caused so much pain to our Lord. So let's make reparation for that. When we come back, I'll tell you exactly how with Father Carney. We'll be right back. I didn't take my faith seriously, which which probably means I, I never really got it to begin with. No, I didn't want to give up sin. I mean, the reason we sin is because sin is fun. But it's, it's self-love sin. But it's amazing with God's grace how easy trying to not sin it really is. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit catholicscomehome.org today. Have you heard about life coaching? Hi, this is Coach Felicity with your Stand Tall Today Coaching Minute. Coaching is one of the things Jesus did with his disciples. Whenever they were stuck, overwhelmed, or even struggling a bit, Jesus asked questions that brought clarity and hope. He then used ongoing conversations that helps them to navigate the path and completely change their lives. Just like the disciples, we too can find ourselves feeling stuck, overwhelmed, and struggling a bit. 
Maybe you need help in your marriage or with a parenting issue. You're navigating a loss. You want to improve your health or advance your career. At StandTallToday.com, our experienced coaches will help you to take another look at life, renew your hope, get past those challenges, and step into living abundantly. You can find out more about coaching and schedule a free introductory call by visiting us at StandTallToday.com. Listen, life is too short to stay stuck. Contact us at StandTallToday.com. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. This is your host, Adrian Fonseca. Praise be to God. It's so good to be on with you today. It's always good to be here with you, but especially today on the Feast of Our Lady of Prompt Succor. And so we ask Our Lady of Prompt Succor to come and hasten to help us in this, our necessity, in all of our necessities, but especially whatever we need help now. And boy, do we need help now. Things look pretty bad. And on with us to talk about how we can make reparation for all the evils and outrages that are happening in society, especially the sins of not keeping the Holy Days of Obligation and blasphemies against the most sacred heart of Jesus, the Immaculate Heart of Mary, is Father Carney. He is with the League of St. Martin, the Martinians.org, Martinians.org. You can find that there. And the author of the book, The Secret of the Holy Face, Published by Tan Books. Good morning to you, Father Carney. Oh, Father, uh, we have think we have you muted there for a second. I think you're good now. But, uh, Father, before we went to break, I was mentioning that I would like to ask you to tell us about the actual practical means of keeping the Holy Face devotion. So tell us about this. What, what exactly do we need to do or can we do to foster a devotion to the Holy Face? Yeah, so we need to engage the communion of saints. We say in the creed uh, every Sunday how important they are. Our Lady Pops of Corps is, is she's there to help us, and she helped uh, Andrew Jackson fight the War of New Orleans, and she was very powerful in that. And in this devotion to the Holy Face, we ask her to be our general because the Blessed Virgin Mary is in charge of starting new religious communities and starting arch companies fraternities and confraternities. So that's what she's done. She has interceded for us, for the church, to start this great arch confraternity of the Holy Face. But so few people know about it. And this is what Jesus told to Mary St. Peter. This devotion would be promulgated for a while, but then it would sort of disappear, and there would be a second wave of apostles of the Holy Face. So how does one practice this devotion? First of all, they can enroll in the Arch Confraternity of the Holy Face. And there's a few requirements to do that. One is enroll. One, receive the enrollment paper. Three, to every morning or every day say, O Lord, show us thy face and we shall be saved from Psalm 79. And then in Our Father, a Hail Mary and a Glory Be for all the members of the Arch Confraternity. Then to promote this devotion in word or talking like we are to wear an effigy of the Holy Face around the neck, and to go to the monthly meetings. The monthly meetings, that's the hardest part, but that's what's required, is we need to get our faces together physically, good Catholics and people that want to become Catholic, to pray. And that's what the enemy wants to do, is divide and conquer us and get us so isolated that we get so depressed. But when we start forming little armies with good Catholics, it, it 
it should help us to spark each other with that divine fire that Jesus wanted the whole world to be filled with. So that's basically it, those six things. And then throughout the, the week and the months, people can have the prayers added to their devotional life. Like my favorite is the chaplet of the Holy Face because it reminds us of the five senses of our Lord. And like you mentioned earlier, we are responsible for our sins. We are responsible for making Jesus hurt during his passion. And we need to make reparation for that. We also need to make reparation for any time that we've blasphemed, but also for other people that blaspheme the name of God, that make fun of his holy church, that, that blaspheme our lady. So this chaplet says, Arise, O Lord, and let thy names be defeated, and let all that hate thee flee from before thy face. 33 times. So that's Psalm 79, I think, or 83, I can't remember. But I call it a minor exorcism because this is the scripture that Pope Leo XIII put in his prayer for exorcist, the minor exorcism, which is a diagnostic for exorcist to see if somebody has a problem with some sort of phenomena, whether it's obsession oppression or or uh, possession. Now, Father, many devotions have promises attached to them, like the devotion to the Sacred Heart, the Immaculate Heart, the Rosary, the Brown Scapular. Uh, what about the devotion to the Holy Face? Are there any promises attached to the devotion to the Holy Face? Sure. There's, yeah, there's a eight or nine, and I won't go through all of them, but one of them, a few of them, one of them is there will be many conversions. And I've been talking to the League of St. Martin here in Wichita, where I live, and there's little conversion stories that are happening. Like there's somebody that I know that has been away from the church for 20 years, and some people I know saw him go to confession. He didn't go to, to communion. But that's a little conversion that's happening, and we attribute that because we have this devotion to the Holy Face. And another one would be a promise of final perseverance. That's probably the greatest grace that we can receive because we can never merit final perseverance. We have to live all the way to the end in the state of grace. And then when we die in the state of grace, that's when we finally have persevered. And so that's a promise that will help us to get into heaven because we can't get into heaven by canon, being shot into heaven. We get into heaven by having God within our soul and when we die in that state, then we will be taken to heaven, either going through purgatory or straight to heaven. And then another one, the last one I would like to share is the clients of the devotion to the Holy Face, their faces will shine with a certain brightness in heaven that others won't. So that's telling us that there's different levels in heaven, which is important uh, part of our dogmatic theology to think about. Every second that we live, we need to, to breathe in and out for God to defend his name and to, to pray and become united with him. That's why we were created, to defend Our Lady, to extend the kingdom of God through his holy Catholic Church. You know, it's very interesting, Father, that you mentioned that because speaking about, we're, we've been talking a lot about the revolution and Professor Plenio Correa de Oliveira in his book, Revolution and Counter-Revolution, he describes a revolution. He says you can summarize revolution as the Gnostic egalitarian revolution. And he says the counter-revolution has to be a restoration of order, a return to Christendom. And the counter-revolution is necessarily anti-egalitarian. 
And I think that's very interesting because you mentioned that in heaven, even in heaven, it will not be an egalitarian society when everyone will not be equal. Some people will have higher places in heaven. Think about our lady as queen of heaven. And then people will be lower in heaven. Like God willing, if I make it to heaven, I'll probably be scrubbing the floors and I would be totally okay with that. So we recognize that there is in fact inequality, even in the kingdom of heaven. But father, the, one of the devotions here, I think is incredibly interesting or one of the promises rather. And it says by my holy face, they will work wonders, appease the anger of God, and draw down mercy on sinners. And I think that in particular says a lot in regards to our times. We are talking about the coming chastisement, and we need a people to appease the anger of God. Uh, Father, what are your thoughts about what we just discussed? Yeah, so there's going to be wonders. So I've seen some wonders uh, being a part of this devotion. There was a, a 12-year-old boy who saw angels at Mass when I was saying a low Mass. And I, they, they appeared, hundreds of them, appeared right after I gave the final blessing. So, you know, I say the Latin Mass, and during the prayers for the altar that includes the St. Michael the Archangel prayer, he saw these angels. And there were two of them that were higher in rank next to the doors with fiery swords. They were bigger there was one between him and his brother, and he tried to put his hand on it, but it went right through. And then they disappeared when I went into the sacristy. So these are the types of things that help us during these dark times. It tells us that we just need to be as fervent as we can so that we can fight the counter-revolution. And one thing the revolution wants is egalitarianism and Gnosticism. They, 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 they want everyone to be the same so that they can overpower us. They want to take care and get rid of the middle class. That's what communists, that's their playbook. Get rid of the middle class so everyone is poor and impoverished. Well, we need the middle class because these are the people that can guide the rest of the people towards becoming Catholic and, and fighting. And then there's this Gnosticism where it's they give us this propaganda. They make up these lies and make us hate ourselves. That's what they're so good about. But this devotion helps us to be grounded in hope and truth. And Father, when the last couple minutes we have with you, I did want to bring up, because this is gravely misunderstood in our days, the profanation of Sunday. Most people think that if they're going to Mass on Sunday, then they have fulfilled the obligation of keeping holy the Sabbath. But I, our Lord very clearly was talking about more than just attending Mass. So in the last couple minutes we have, let's end with uh, talking about the profanation of Sunday. Yeah, we really need to revisit how to keep the Lord's Day holy. So first of all, yes, we have to go to Mass to give God adoration. It, there's nothing impeding us like sickness, being too sick. But also, doing doing unnecessary work is not good. So, because God commands against it, and it's not good for our soul, it's not good for our body. So even checking, um, even doing emails and work at home, like things that are necessary are good, but things that aren't necessary are not good. So if we look at this in a negative way, that's one way to look about it. Look, I like to look at it as a positive way. The people in the 1940s in Austria, they would have their bell ring at 3 p.m. on Saturday or 5 p.m., whichever church they were at. And that's when they had this whole protocol where they stopped working 
They put out their best clothes. They took their weekly bath. All the meals were prepared for Sunday. And Papa read from the missal for the, the mass for the next day at dinner. So it was very patriarchal in a beautiful way. That hierarchy was there. And so on the day of Sunday, people knew that they were going to get a rest. They were going to go worship God, usually at a high mass. And then they would go play games and, and be with friends and family. And I could imagine the old people would talk about their past and have a beer or two and just enjoy worshiping God and then talking about him. And a priest once came to these Austrians and said, so why do you all do this? And he said, Father, because we're Austrian. He said, no, that's not right. You do this because this is the Lord's day. So that's a great way, I think, that people can be positive about this and start integrating things in their own life. Like my mother started making all the meals for Sunday on Saturday. So it was all prepared the next day. And it's really, so we really enjoy Sundays now. And we receive so many blessings from God for following his commandment in that area. Amen. Amen. All right, Father, we're out of time. Where can people keep up to date with you and uh, leave us with your blessing, if you would? Sure. So people can search the League of St. Martin, and it's www.martinians.org. And there I have a lot of bullet points for people so that they can get started. Start a League of St. Martin. Let me give you a blessing. Benedictio Domini Potentis, Patris, et Filii, Spiritus, and Shindit, Superbos, et Mani, et Semper. Amen. Thank you very much, Father. Check it out, martinians.org, and get the book, Secret of the Holy Face, from Tan Books. God bless you, God love you, and we'll see you very soon. Listen to The Spirit World with Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. Demonic activity appears to be on the rise. I'm Debbie Giorgiani, and I invite you to join Adam Bly and me this weekend for The Spirit World. On The Spirit World, we offer a Catholic perspective on angels, demons, and how the spiritual and physical worlds interact. Saturdays at 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Guadalupe Radio Network and other EWTN radio affiliates. Visit grnonline.com slash spiritworld. This is Life News Radio. I'm Jim Anderson. Bioethics watchdog Wesley Smith has found that assisted suicide in Australia is following Canada's darkened pathway into once unimaginable practices. Even while one territory considers assisted suicide, government critics complain that only adults would have access to that arranged dying. They propose curious mechanisms to determine if a child is mature and capable of voluntarily arranging end of life. A 1986 law called EMTALA specifically calls for protections for the unborn. A federal appeals court Tuesday said the White House may not use that law to demand emergency room abortions in all 50 states. Criticizing the ruling, abortion-friendly legacy media pundits are resorting to fabricating stories, denying layers of state protections for mothers, ectopic pregnancies, doctors, and children. This is Life News Radio. We must have an end to abortion and an end to the toxic watershed of ideas behind its causes. If the problem were simple, we could have a simple answer. But abortion is rooted in a long, tangled web of lies about human life and the dignity of the human person. Pray daily for a culture of life. In other stories, abortion pills are increasingly falling into the hands of those who would violently prey on women. 
and from staggered expiration dates for the two-part protocol to women unprepared for side effects and contraindications. Abortion pills simply do not make sense. That is all compounded by some who are stockpiling chemical abortion pills. And a UK researcher says data measuring abortion safety is not only skewed, it is used to make false conclusions that promote abortions. For pro-life headlines delivered to your email address daily, sign up at lifenews.com. This has been Life News Radio. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. This is your host, Adrian Fonseca. Praise be to God. It's so good to be on with you today. No matter what anyone says, it's good to be here with you. It's always a very, very beautiful blessing, especially considering we're celebrating the Feast of Our Lady of Prompt Secor. Our Lady of Prompt Secor hastened to help us. And today, unwittingly, accidentally became the day of, or I could call it the the revolution, counter-revolution day. Because we were talking in the first segment of the gospel of the day, saint of the day, about Our Lady hastening to help us in our necessities. We talked about in the gospel, the fact that we need to send down the Holy Spirit as a dove, but also as tongues of fire. And the symbolism of the dove as as peaceful, as tranquil, but the fire as fiery preaching, as a brand, fire brand. And then we talked about the chaos in the world, and we listed all these stories that are kind of signaling a really bad situation, both nationally and internationally. And then Father Carney came on and gave us the, the story of the Holy Face devotion and how this is the devotion of our times that can bring about a great reparation for the sins and outrages that offend Almighty God. And then now I was planning on talking about the fiery prayer of St. Louis de Mumford. So St. Louis de Mumford he wrote this prayer called the fiery prayer for the apostles of the latter times. And it's a very long prayer. It's about 20 minutes long. If you wanted to pray the whole thing. And I highly recommend pray people praying this because it's very beautiful, but it also speaks to our times directly. Cause he's praying for, he says, basically to summarize it, he's saying, God, give us people who will rise up and fight against the revolution. Because right now there's very few people. St. Ignatius of Loyola, he talks about there being two banners, the banner of Satan and the banner of Christ. And which banner will you be beside? And St. Louis de Mumford is talking about this exact same thing. So I want to read to you some of that prayer and give a little bit of commentary on it. And I have read the whole thing on my personal podcast, Catholic Conversations. I read the entirety of the prayers. So if you want to listen to me read that to you in its entirety you can find it there catholic conversations look up the fiery prayer and you'll be should be able to find it but here is what saint louis Louis de mumford has to say in the fiery prayer he says remember O lord remember O lord this community in the effects of thy justice it is time O lord to do they have dissipated thy law it is time to do what thou hast promised Thy divine law is transgressed. Thy gospel is ignored. Thy religion abandoned. Torrents of inequality, of inequity, overwhelm the world, carrying away even thy servants. The whole earth has become desolate. Impiety is enthroned. 
Thy sanctuary is profaned and abomination has reached even into the holy place. Now, tell me he's not describing our times. Tell me he's not describing the times that we live in. And we also have to notice, it's very interesting, St. Louis de Montfort was banned from every single diocese in France except for two. He was given papal mandate to preach everywhere, and yet every single bishop in France banned him from preaching in his diocese except for two. Which diocese were those? One was the Vendée region of France. The other, and I'm forgetting the name of the region, was the other region that rose up during the French Revolution. The only two areas of France that rose up as counter-revolutionaries against the French Revolution that slaughtered Catholics were the areas where St. Louis de Montfort preached. Isn't that interesting? It's very, very interesting. It goes on. He says, will thou suffer this any longer? Just Lord, God of vengeance, will the end of all be like that of Sodom and Gomorrah? Will thou be forever silent? Must not thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven? Must not thy kingdom come? Hast thou not given to some of thy friends a prophetic glimpse of the future renovation of thy church? Are not the Jews to be converted to the truth? Is not this what thy church is awaiting? Do not all the saints in heaven cry out to thee, avenge thyself. Do not all the just on earth say to thee, amen, come, O Lord, for the time is at hand. Do not all creatures, even the most insensible, moan under the weight of the numberless sins of Babylon and call for thy coming to reestablish all things. For we know that every creature groaneth. How beautiful, how beautiful to recognize that these times are so bad that we should ask God to enact justice. And to think when we say thy kingdom come on earth now as it is in heaven, that we're not just waiting for the eschaton. We're not just waiting for the kingdom of heaven. We actually want the earth itself to reflect that kingdom in heaven, that he established his reign here on earth. And the only way to do that is for him to enact justice. He goes on. He says, Lord Jesus, remember thy congregation. Remember to give thy mother a new company who through her will renew all things. And thus through Mary complete the years of grace, just as through her thou did begin them. Now here he starts to ask for what is known as the children of Mary. And so we want to be children of Mary. And so when we pray this, we are asking for our Lord to grant us the grace to be conformed in the manner to act like this. And this is what Louis de Mumford asked. Give me children, otherwise I shall die. Give to thy mother children, servants, or let me die. Give thy mother children. It is for thy mother's sake that I pray to thee. Remember that thou did dwell within her womb, were nourished at her breast, and reject me not. Remember whose son thou art, and hear me. Remember what she is to thee, and what thou art to her, and grant my request. What is it I am asking from thee? Nothing for myself, all for thy glory. What am I asking for thee? What thou can and even I dare ask? What thou shall should grant me? Being as thou art in true God, to whom all power has been given in heaven and on earth, in the best of all children, 
for thou love thy mother with an infinite love. So what am I asking of thee? Children, priest, free with thy freedom. Detached from all things, without father or mother or brother or sister, without relations according to the world, without means, without worry, without cares, and even without any will of their own. Children, slaves of thy love and of thy will, men according to thy heart, who without self-will to stain and hold them back, accomplish all thy designs and crush all thy enemies. Other Davids with the staff of the cross and the sling of the holy rosary in their hands. Children, souls raised above this earth like heavenly dew, who without impediment fly hither and thither in accordance with the breath of the Holy Spirit. It was they in part thy prophets spoke of when they asked, who are these that fly as clouds? Whither the impulse of the Spirit was to go, there they went. Children, man ever at hand, ever ready to obey thee like Samuel. At the voice of their superiors, presto sum, I am ready, every, every ready to run and suffer everything with thee and for thee, like the apostles. Let us also go that we may die with him. Children, true children of Mary, thy holy mother, who are begotten and concealed by her charity, carried in her bosom, fastened to her breast, nourished with her milk, reared under her care upheld by her arms and enriched with her graces. This is something that we should ask for that our Lord make us like this. Are we currently like this? Ask yourself. I mean, I ask myself, am I like this? No, <laughs> by no means. Am I like this? The only way that I can is if the Lord send the Holy ghost and form me, change me to shape my heart like clay for our hearts are like clay and our Lord is like a son and we have two options. Will our hearts be hardened by the rays of the love of God, like Pharaoh, or they be softened Will they be turned into mush and then formed into something else like St. Dismas on the cross. So I want to go towards the end here where he asks for the missionaries and talks about, the apostles of the latter days, a very beautiful thing. He says, seest thou Lord God of battles, seest thou the captains who are forming full battalions, the potents who are assembling whole fleets, the merchants gathering in large numbers at the markets and the fairs, crowds of robbers, drunkards, libertines, impious men are uniting against thee every day. And so easily and promptly, the sound of a whistle, the beat of a drum, the sight of a blunt sword tip, the promise of a withered laurel wreath, the offer of a bit of gold or silver, and a word, a breath of fame and earthly interest, a vile pleasure for which they long can, in a moment, unite robbers as one. Call forward soldiers, assemble battalions. Bring together merchants, fill houses and marketplaces, and cover the earth and the sea with an innumerable multitude of the reprobate, who, although divided amongst themselves by the places whence they came, by the differences in their dispositions, or by their personal interest, are nevertheless united as one man, until death to fight against thee under the banner and the leadership of the demon. And we, great God, 
Although there is so much glory and profit, so much sweetness, and so many advantages to be gained by serving thee, shall there be so few to take up thy cause? Hardly any soldiers under thy banner? Nary a St. Michael to proclaim among thy brethren in zeal for thy glory, who is like unto God? Ah, let me cry for everywhere, fire, 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 help, 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 fire even within the sanctuary, help for our brother who is being murdered, help for our children whose throats are being cut, help for our father who is being stabbed. If any man be on the Lord's side, let him join with me. Let all good priests who are spread over the Christian world and those who are actually on the battlefield and those who have withdrawn from the combat to bury themselves in deserts and solitude, let them all come forward and unite with us. In unity there is strength, so that we may form under the banner of the cross a well-regulated army a bat- in battle array and together attack the enemies of God who have already sounded the alarm They have shouted, they have raged, they have swelled their ranks. Let us break their bonds asunder. Let us cast away their yokes from us. He that dwelleth in heaven shall laugh at them. Let the Lord arise and let his enemies be dispersed. Arise, O Lord, why sleepest thou? Arise, arise, O Lord, why feignest thou to sleep? Arise in thy might, thy mercy, and thy justice to form thyselves a chosen bodyguard, to keep thy house, to defend thy glory, and to save the souls bought at the price of thy precious blood so that there may be one fold and one shepherd and that all may glorify thee in thy holy temple and in his temple all shall proclaim his glory amen what a beautiful prayer and that's just a fraction just a fraction of the fiery prayer a very beautiful prayer praying for the apostles of latter times praying for souls like you and I who have the opportunity to be saints You and I, we can choose to be holy. We can choose to fight against the revolution, to fight against the enemies of the church. With the weapon of the rosary in our hands, we should echo the words of Professor Plinio when he said, in times of great crises, there are two types of men, those who are overwhelmed by the crisis and those who rise up to resist the trend of events and change the course of history. We can be those men who change the course of history. We can be the ones who St. Louis de Montfort prayed for. Those St. Louis de Montfort said would perform more miracles, who would have more grand acts than those of even the church fathers, of those of the medieval saints. Another St. Vincent Ferrer, another Dominic, St. Louis de Montfort says. So let's pray for this grace. Let's pray for the grace that the Lord rise up children of Mary and make you and I into children of Mary. Let's pray for that. We're going to go into our fear and trembling game show. You can call in right now, 877-757-9424, 877-757-9424. Call now and we can actually give away a gift to you. 877-757-9424. We'll be right back with fear and trembling right after this. Can we be happy without God? Atheists say yes, we Christians say yes, but only to a certain extent. What's our reason? 
There are some natural human desires that can be satisfied without living for God. The desire for sensory pleasure, success, and loving relationships. There are certain desires, however, that can't be satisfied without God. For example, we don't just desire some love, we desire infinite love, love without limit. This is manifest when we get frustrated with imperfect manifestations of it. The same is true for knowledge, justice, and beauty. Since God alone is infinite in these perfections, only He can satisfy our desires for them. Therefore, to borrow from St. Augustine, without God, our hearts would be forever restless. And my friends, a restless heart is an unhappy heart. I'm Carlo Broussard with a ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. Hi, this is Dr. David Anders from EWTN's Call to Communion. I believe that the Ministry of Catholic Radio is one of the greatest tools we have in the Church for evangelism today. I hear from people all over the world on a daily basis who have encountered Christ in the Catholic Church for the first time by listening to Catholic Radio. Please support the Ministry of Catholic Radio today. Support Guadalupe Radio Network. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. (laughs) The Catholic Trivia Game Show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. That's the number to call to be part of our game show, Fear and Trembling, where we give out prizes and you could win. And I think it's a really great opportunity today to win a prize. Wouldn't you agree? That number, 877-757-9424. Now, you may be asking, okay, so what exactly is this? How do I play? What am I calling into? It's very simple. Right in front of me, I have three Catholic trivia questions. And the trick is... I'm not going to ask you the questions. No, instead, I'm going to ask Rudy the questions. Rudy's going to give me an answer. It's your job to tell me whether or not Rudy is correct or whether or not he is incorrect. And every right answer will go into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize. Rudy, what could they win? Praise be to God. Amen. This week, our sponsor is going to be yours truly, Catholic Drive Time. We're giving away a print of the Holy Face. No way. This devotion that we spent a uh, generous time about today is going to be part of your prayer life. I pray that it will be part of your life because of so many wonderful promises. And uh, so we're going to give away a print of the Holy Face, and uh, maybe it's going to encourage you to have a better liturgical life at your house. Well, praise be to God, a image of the Holy Face. I look forward to being able to see more of people have devotion to the Holy Face. And if we can just get one more person to have that devotion in their house, I would consider that a win. So if you want to win that, 877-757-9424. And here is a pro tip for you. Right now, the next person to call in, because I just checked, you will be the contestant and have an opportunity to win a image of the Holy Face. 877 757-9424-877-757-9424. That's the number to call. 
You can call now and win that prize if you pick up the phone and dial that number. Let me give it to you slowly. 877-757-9424. And if you call that number, you will be our contestant to win the prize this week. And we'd be very grateful if you would dial in and be our contestant. If you're taking your kids to school or heading into work or whatever it is you're doing, maybe you are stuck at home today and or maybe you are still on vacation. I don't know. And you're listening uh, from your from the GRN app or something like that. You can call in 877-757-9424, 877-757-9424. And the person who calls in will have an opportunity to win that image of the holy face so praise be to God. I look forward to giving away the prize and giving someone special a gift of the Holy Face. Um, so if you want to do that, call now, 877-757-9424. Uh, if not, then I'll tell you what we will do. If we do not have someone call in, then we will have the game played between Rudy and I. And the trick is... I guess I'll just have Rudy tell me the questions because I haven't looked at them yet. So I don't actually know the answers and see if I can guess them. That might be the way to do it. And then if I get the answers right, then maybe I'll just I'll just throw in somebody's name from our private group chat, our private telegram chat. But it does look like we did have some callers come through. And let's check to see that right now. And uh, Maria going joining us right now. Good morning to you. Good morning, Maria. Where are you calling in from? I'm calling from San Antonio. From San Antonio. Thank you very much. Old Reliable. Thank you very much, San Antonio. Thank you very much, Maria, for calling in this morning. Where are you off to this morning, Maria? Uh, off to work. Off to work. Uh, Maria, did you have a good epiphany tide, a good uh, epiphany? Yes, I did. Cannot complain. Amen. We, Amen. Did, we did have even Rosca del Reyes. So. Okay. Praise mm. be to God. Oh, did you get the uh, baby Jesus? Um, actually, I did. <laughs> no way. All right. Well, uh, send us an invitation for the tamales. Uh, we'll be there <laughs> next year. <laughs> Thank you very much, Maria, uh, for the invitation. We'll be showing up shortly. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> uh, Maria, are you familiar with the game? Do you know how to play? Yes, sir. All right. Let's jump into it. Are you ready to play? You know Rudy is tricky since you're a veteran listener. So uh, are you ready to jump into it? Yes, sir. Let's do it, Rudy. I'm reformed, by the way. You're reformed? I'm reformed. You're not tricky anymore? Not anymore. Okay, we'll find out. That's yet to be seen. I'll be the judge of that. Let's see. Is that fall under thou shalt not judge? <laughs> no, I'm going to judge. <laughs> All right, question number one for you, Rudy. The question on the board is, what is the name of the extraordinary mystical experience where God so absorbs a person's soul that the exterior senses seem lost? That's a Greek word, and uh, as a Greek scholar, uh, it gives me great joy to be able to talk about it. It's called apotheosis, apotheosis, and when you when you experience this, the general consensus is that people say, "Witness my apotheosis." Wow, they just like involuntarily, yeah, just shout out, yeah. So when Saint Bernadette of Subaru was kneeling, that's what she at said. The grotto, 
That's she, exactly what she said. Stretched her arms Verbatim. out in a cruciform way mm-hmm. and said, Behold my apotheosis. That's Not a, behold. Witness. A, a witness. witness. Witness my apotheosis. Okay. Got it. All right, <laughs> Maria. 15 <laughs> seconds on the clock. The question on the board is, what is the name of the extraordinary mystical experience where God so absorbs a person's soul that the exterior senses seem lost? Rudy says it's apotheosis. What say you, Maria? Yes, I say he's correct. You say he's correct. Are you sure you want to go with correct? Yes. She's speaking from experience. Okay. All it's right. happened to her before. All right. Let's see. The survey says... Oh. <laughs> I am so sorry. I think the word is, the right word is Greek, right? It, I, the word, the correct Greek? word is ecstasy. Hmm. However, apotheosis actually refers to mm. divinization mm. which is mm, which a is stretch no that's what it means you sure yeah i'm 100 percent sure it means divin- divinization and that is a whole nother like, it's like it's referred to like theosis the same kind of idea so that was really tricky that was really tricky anyway really. sorry maria that was a very tricky question and rudy okay. is living up to his reputation <laughs> as tricky rudy so all right we'll go to number two the correct answer was ecstasy but let's go to number two maria are you ready for question number two yes i am all right here's question number two rudy it's a no longer national bird day so i don't know why hmm. this question is here who put that but in there the question is, what bird is often seen in religious art drinking from a chalice? Man, I hate when birds drink out of my chalice. It happens you know? all the time. I know you're asking about birds, but did you know that the unicorn is a religious depiction of an animal? But anyway, you asked about a bird. That happens to be a peacock. A peacock? Yeah. All right. All right. Let's see. Survey. Oh, no, sorry. I'm already jumping ahead. 15 seconds on the clock, Maria. The question on the bur- board. See, I said bird. Question on the bird is. On the bird. On the bird. On the p- carrying to us by carrier pigeon is. What bird is often seen in religious art drinking from a chalice? Rudy says that it's actually a peacock. What say you, Maria? Is he right or is he wrong? I say he's wrong. You say he's wrong. Are you sure you want to go with him being wrong? Oh, come on. <laughs> I'll give you an opportunity. I'll give you an opportunity to change your answer, Maria. Do you want to go with wrong? <laughs> okay, I say he's right. You say he's right. All right. Let's see. Survey says. The peacock says. The peacock says. Ah. Is that the noise it makes? Oh, man. They're so loud and obnoxious. Well, Maria, congratulations. You are correct. It was the peacock. It is a symbol of because according to ancient legend, peacock's flesh didn't decay. And so it was a symbol of eternal life. That's why. So there you go. All right. Praise be to God. Let's jump into question number three. Maria, are you ready? I'm ready. She's ready. I got this one right. She's ready. She's ready. The question. Jeez, this is all hard question (laughs) Monday, Rudy. (laughs) It's not Thursday yet. (laughs) It's all all hard question Monday. The question is, what city is called the Rome of Protestantism? In other words, the city that is the equivalent of Catholic Rome that happens to be... 
where the greatest chocolate is made. No way. Geneva, Switzerland. Geneva, Switzerland. Isn't that weird? Yeah, that the best chocolate is made there? I don't know why that is. No, that it's the Protestant capital. Oh, well, that makes sense, because Luther and Calvin mm-hmm. and Zwingli all traveled through. That makes sense. It makes sense. Yep. All right, Maria. 15 seconds on the clock. The question on the board is, what city is called the Rome of Protestantism? Rudy says it's Geneva, Switzerland. What say you, Maria? Is he right or is he wrong? Um, I would say he's wrong. You're going to say he's wrong. Are you sure you want to go with him being wrong? Uh, no, I think he's correct. <laughs> she thinks he's correct. She, I See, I knew she would get it. I knew she'd get it. Let's see. Survey says... That is correct, Maria. Way to go. Woo! Maria oh, braved it. She's a she's a veteran though. I oh, can man. I can be trickier with her, you know? Oh man, I was I was sweating yeah, over here. He was way too tricky. <laughs> I agree. I agree, Maria. But way to go, Maria, despite the fact that he was tricky. You got two out of three. We're gonna go into our after show, but stay on the line with us so we get your contact information. But God bless you. God love you, Maria. Thank you for calling in this morning. Thank you. God bless. We're going to go to the after show. You can join us on YouTube. Go to Catholic Drive Time on YouTube. We're only streaming on YouTube today. So go there and we would love to interact with you directly. We can talk about apotheosis if you're interested. What peacocks taste like? What peacock? Ill. Ill. <laughs> but remember, you can always go to grnonline.com forward slash raffle and pick up a raffle ticket and win an opportunity or let me rephrase that gain an opportunity to win a brand new mercedes-benz in night black so do that or join us in the after show you can do both actually do both we'll see you very soon god love you thank you for joining us on your catholic drive time where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired join us monday through friday at the same time right here on your favorite catholic radio station forget to connect with us just go to facebook.com forward slash catholic drive time again that's facebook.com forward slash catholic drive time be sure to share more than just us today share jesus with everyone you meet bye now and god love you Guadalupe Radio Network now brings you the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass from the chapel at Our Lady of Corpus Christi in Corpus Christi, Texas. Sing praise to our Creator, O you of Adam's race, God's children by adoption, Baptized into His grace. Praise the Holy Trinity, Undivided unity, Holy God, mighty God, God immortal be adored. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. My brothers and sisters, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. 
You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ, have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Gloria in excelsis Deo, et in terra pax hominibus, bone voluntatis, laudamus te, benedicimus te, adoramus te, Glorificamus te, gratias agibus tibi, propter maniam gloriam tuam, Domine Deus rex celestis, Deus pater omnipotens, Domine fili unigenite, Jesu Christe, Domine Deus Agnus Dei, Filius Patris, Qui tolis peccata mundi, Miserere nobis, Qui tolis peccata mundi, Sushipe de precautionem nostram, qui sedes ad exteram patris, miserere nobis, quoniam tu solus sanctus, tu solus dominus, Tu solus altissimus, Jesu Christe, cum sancto spiritu, in gloria Dei Patris. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, who when Christ had been baptized in the river Jordan and as the Holy Spirit descended upon him, solemnly declared him your beloved Son, grant that your children by adoption, reborn of water and the Holy Spirit, may always be well-pleasing to you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, Here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one with whom I am pleased, upon whom I have put my spirit. He shall bring forth justice to the nations, not crying out, not shouting, not making his voice heard in the street. A bruised reed he shall not break, and a smoldering wick he shall not quench until he establishes justice on the earth the coastlands will wait for his teaching i the lord have called you for the victory of justice i have grasped you by the hand i formed you and set you as a covenant of the people a light for the nations to open the eyes of the blind to bring out prisoners from confinement 
and from the dungeon those who live in darkness. The word of the Lord. The Lord will bless his people with peace. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Give to the Lord, you sons of God. Give to the Lord glory and praise. Give to the Lord the glory due his name. Adore the Lord in holy attire. The Lord will bless his people with peace. The voice of the Lord is over the waters, the Lord over vast waters. The voice of the Lord is mighty. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The Lord will bless his people with peace. The God of glory thunders, and in his temple all say glory. The Lord is enthroned above the flood. The Lord is enthroned as king forever. The Lord will bless his people with peace. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Peter proceeded to speak to those gathered in the house of Cornelius, saying, In truth, I see that God shows no partiality. Rather, in every nation, whoever fears him and acts uprightly is acceptable to him. You know the word that he sent to the Israelites as he proclaimed peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. What has happened all over Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. He went about doing good in healing all those oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. The word of the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. The heavens were opened and the voice of the Father thundered. This is my beloved Son, listen to him. Alleluia. Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. This is what he proclaimed. One mightier than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop and loosen the thongs of his sandals. I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. It happened in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized in the Jordan by John. On coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens being torn open and the spirit like a dove descending upon him. And a voice came from the heavens, You are my beloved son. With you I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I remember when I was first went off to college, I was at the University of Oklahoma, and I would hang out a lot with the Baptists, and they had a, good, a number of questions for me, and I didn't really know my faith that well. So I would go to the library, and I'd start looking up the answers to these questions. I had no really intention of becoming Baptist, but they had really good questions. And one of my questions, or one of the questions that I that kept pondering in my mind was, why did Jesus go to be baptized? He didn't need to be. 
And it was through a little book called My Way of Life by the Confraternity of the Precious Blood, where it references St. Thomas, who explains that Jesus didn't go to be baptized for his own sake, since he had no sin, but he went for our sake, that when he goes down into the water, he takes us with him. In the baptism of Jesus, we hear in the gospel, the heavens are open, there we have access to heaven. And the voice of the Father, this is my beloved Son. And it really shows us what are the three principal effects of baptism. First of all, it takes away original sin. The second is, it is the gateway to all the other sacraments. That's why we have this access now to divine grace. It makes us, and marks us as belonging to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And here we have all the means of salvation and all the means of holiness are open to us. We have no excuse. The third, of course, is that it fills us with sanctifying grace, with the very divine life of the Most Holy Trinity. It transforms our very being. And this, and because of this, we live in a new way. Now Jesus becomes the pattern of our life. That, of course, is our lifelong journey, that it changes the way that we think, the way we live, the way we love. It reminds me of a story of Henry Ford, you know, back in the 20s and 30s, uh, up in Detroit. He had, there was one of his workers who was on the factory line who had gotten initiated at the Easter Vigil, received baptism. And when he went back to work the following week, he brought back all the tools that he had permanently borrowed over time. This he had taken for that, and, but he never brought them back. Anyway, he brought all these tools back, and the foreman noticed this. He says, you know, what is this all about? He says, well, I was baptized recently in the church, and they, I figured I needed to bring back all of these tools because they don't belong to me. Well, the foreman was, he was kind of surprised and taken aback. He calls up Henry Ford, who was in Paris at the time. He tells him this, and Henry Ford was purported as saying, have the whole factory baptized. He feared to get all his tools back, I'm sure, but have the whole factory baptized. But it reminds us of something Pope Francis says. says, we are not Christians part-time, only at certain moments, in certain circumstances, in certain decisions. He says, no, no one can be a Christian in this way. We are Christians all the time. We are Christians totally. So we need to be fully immersed, that is baptism, in the way of the life of Jesus. And only in this way will the springs of living water, that full means of salvation and grace, well up from within us. Amen. Let us bring our prayers and petitions before the Lord. We pray for our Holy Father, Pope Francis, for his physical health and spiritual well-being, and for all the needs of the Church. Let us pray to the Lord. Let us pray for all those who govern us. They will be uh, concerned not only for the needs of their own nations, but for all, especially the most vulnerable. They would always enact laws that respect life and the dignity of the human person. Let us pray to the Lord. In thanksgiving to God for the graces of baptism, which has immersed us in the life of Christ, that we may be faithful always to these graces and become holy as our Heavenly Father wills. Let us pray to the Lord. 
Let's pray for the sick, the suffering, those who are lonely, those who are in need, the homeless, the unemployed, that all their needs may be met. Let us pray to the Lord. We pray for those who have died, for all the holy souls in purgatory, that they may rest in peace. Let us pray to the Lord. For the intentions of those joining us on Guadalupe Radio, online, and all here present, and for those who have asked us to pray for them, let us pray to the Lord. Heavenly Father, we bring our prayers and petitions before you. At the baptism of your Son, the Holy Spirit descended upon him, and you said over him, You are my beloved Son. May all of our prayers and petitions be pleasing to you and answered, them, and answered according to your holy will, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands that will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, humble himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you. Fruit of the vine and work of human hands will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God. Pray, dearly beloved, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Accept, O Lord, the offerings we have brought to honor the revealing of your beloved Son, so that the oblation of your faithful may be transformed into the sacrifice of him who willed in his compassion to wash away the sins of the world, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For in the waters of the Jordan you revealed with signs and wonders a new baptism, so that through the voice that came down from heaven we might come to believe in your word dwelling among us. And by the Spirit's descending in the likeness of a dove, we might know that Christ your servant has been anointed with the oil of gladness and sent to bring good the good news to the poor. And so with the powers of heaven we worship you constantly on earth and before your majesty without end we acclaim Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus Dominus Deus Sabaoth Plenisun Celi et Terra Gloria Tua 
Hosanna in excelsis, benedictus, qui venit in nomine Domini, Hosanna in excelsis. You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy. And you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and, when, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith, we proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray, upon the oblation of your church, and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you will to reconcile us to yourself, grant that we, who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son and filled with his Holy Spirit, may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you, so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, and with all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth, with your servant Francis, our Pope, and Michael, our Bishop, the Order of Bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family, whom you have summoned before you, in your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. To our departed brothers and sisters, and to all who were pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow in the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, 
O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. At the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we wait the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church. Graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Agnus Dei, qui tolis peccatamundi, miserere nobis. Agnus Dei, qui tolis peccatamundi, miserere nobis. Agnus Dei, qui tolis peccatamundi, Dona nobis pacem. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy you should enter under my roof. Only say the word and my soul shall be healed. For those joining us online and through Guadalupe Radio, let us pray together the act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen.
O Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldst come to me, but speak the word of comfort, my spirit healed shall be, and humbly I'll receive thee, the bridegroom of my soul. No more by sin to grieve thee, or fly by sweet control. Eternal Holy Spirit, unworthy though I be, Prepare me to receive him, and trust the word to me. Let us pray. Nourished with these sacred gifts, we humbly entreat your mercy, O Lord that faithfully listening to your only begotten Son, we may be your children in name and in truth, through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Thanks be to God. Songs of thankfulness and praise Jesus Christ to thee we raise, manifested by the star, to the sages from afar, branch of royal David's stem, in thy birth at Bethlehem, anthems be to thee addressed, God in man made manifest. Manifest at Jordan stream, prophet, priest, and king supreme, and at Cana wedding guest, in thy Godhead manifest. Manifest in power divine, changing water into wine. Anthems be to thee addressed. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Prayer of Deliverance Almighty God and Father, we beg Thee, through the intercession and help of the archangels, St. Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel, for the deliverance of our brothers and sisters who are enslaved by the evil one, from anxiety, sadness, and obsessions. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From hatred, fornication, and envy. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From thoughts of jealousy, rage, and death. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. 
from every thought of suicide and abortion. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every form of sinful sexuality. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every division in our family and every harmful friendship. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every sort of spell, malefice, witchcraft, and every form of the occult. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. Thou who said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, grant that through the intercession of the Virgin Mary we may be liberated from every demonic influence and enjoy thy peace always. In the name of Christ our Lord, amen. All Catholic, all the time. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul.